Welcome to the Frontline Herbalism Podcast with your host Nicole Rose from the Solidarity Apothecary. This is your place for all things plants and liberation. Let's get started. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, then I would definitely recommend listening to the previous ones where I introduce the Solidarity Apothecary and all the different all the different things happening all over the world um, to do with frontline herbalism. So I'm currently in the middle of a series where I'm recording um, the chapters from the Prisoner's Herbal book as like an audio series. And it's a book that I wrote after doing a three and a half year sentence um, when I was 21. And it's about using plants in prison based on my own experiences, but with a lot more kind of like well-researched, detailed information about particular plants that are very, very easy to find. Um, and in this episode, I'm going to be um, introducing how to prepare plant medicines in prison and also a section on drying and storing plants. So I'll dive into that in a second. I just wanted to have a couple of announcements. Um, so there is a new prisoner in Bristol. Um, so if people don't know me, I live just outside of Bristol. Um, <clears throat> very long-term supporter of people in prison and people doing anti-repression work. And someone has just been sentenced to five years inside after the kill the bill demonstration in bristol last march which if people don't know um there was a huge demo in bristol um huge amounts of police violence like i think there was like 89 incidents recorded of people getting very badly attacked and put in hospital with all sorts of injuries and brain damage and things um yeah a lot of police violence and it kind of yeah they're they're framing it as a riot other people are framing it as self-defense Um, But the kind of purpose of the demo was to resist the police crime sentencing and courts bill, which has unfortunately been passed now, even though people have been resisting it for a really long time. But there's a kind of, I don't want to say a like filtered down version, but it's still an incredibly repressive piece of policy. Um, But yeah, so Matt, you know, put his body on the front line and it's his first few weeks in prison at the moment so I think it'd be really amazing if people can write to him I'll put the link and the details in the show notes um so check that out there I'll put his address and his prison number and there's also a link to donate so if you want to support any of the kill the bill prisoners if you want to support people who are fighting back against police violence who are now suffering inside then definitely support him. And I know I, you know, I only met him once or twice, but I know that he he loves plants and he's very connected to the land. So if you want to send him any cards with herbs on or landscapes or animals, like I know he'd absolutely love that. All right, let's let's uh, dive into the prisoner's herbal. There are so many different ways to prepare plant medicines. On the outside, we might make alcohol extracts, called tinctures, or extracts using glycerin, called glycerites. And I am a terrible salesperson that I've got to tell people that I have an online workshop all about how to make glycerites. Um, So yeah, you can find about, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can go direct to the workshop. Um, But it's basically like a kind of one-stop shop of how to work with glycerin. Or we may be able to craft all kinds of oils, ointments, capsules, potions and lotions. But in prison, our options are limited. However, there are still some great ways to successfully use plants and these methods are certainly in no way inferior. This section introduces the different options possible. 
I know how ingenious and creative prisoners can be, so I'm sure you will find even more creative ways to make medicines. Teas. Alright, herbal tea at its most simple is adding hot water to a herb and drinking it, the same way we make like quote-unquote normal tea, which normally comes in a tea bag. Whenever anyone is taking the piss out of herbal medicine, I'm like, shit, you don't drink tea or coffee? And they kind of like look at me like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you're literally having a cup of like, you know, having a herbal infusion like several times a day. Okay, all right. To make a herbal tea in prison, you can add about a teaspoon of dried herb or two teaspoons if it is fresh. Cover with hot water and leave for five to ten minutes before drinking to make sure it is really brewing up in strength. I'd also just really encourage you to experiment if you prefer things tasting less strong, etc. On the outside, people will use different things to mean you don't get bits of plant in your mouth while you sip. Some people use small coffee percolators or teapots. In prison, I would just use my spoon to either hold plants down at the bottom or to scoop them out before I drank the tea. If you're able to steal a bit of mesh from the kitchen, this could be helpful. Even a hat of the people that work in the surgery can be used as a way to strain plants out. That sounds a bit weird, but you know, those kind of like, um, they're like kind of like mesh, like hair caps. Um, they're really amazing as kind of like a muslin, like a, like a filter when you're, um, <laughs> yeah, when you're in prison. Okay. If you add milk, it will go funny. So it's not recommended, but if you need to add a sweetener, then sugar, etc., is okay. It's worth trying teas without it, just so you know the flavour. Also, a lot of the healing properties of plants are in the taste and the effect they can have in the body. Hot infusions. A hot infusion is basically the same as a tea, but brewed for longer. For some plants, you might want to leave them brewing overnight to get maximum strength. If you do leave them overnight, then make sure you take out all the plant material the next morning. I've tried to indicate in the plant profiles which plants benefit from this kind of long infusion. If you're making a tea or an infusion with an aromatic plant, such as chamomile, then it's best to cover the container with some kind of lid so that the aromatic oils don't escape as much. In the prison where I was, we were given a tea flask, which meant we had some hot water for tea after we were locked in, because having your own kettle was allegedly a privilege. I used to add plants into my flask and fill it with hot water, then drink in the morning. These flasks are good because you can open the lid slightly and pour out the water without too much plant material getting out. You can then easily scoop out the plant and wash out the flask. Cold infusions. Some plants make more powerful medicine when covered with cold water rather than hot. This is mainly plants with large amounts of mucilage, aka healing slime, such as mallow, which is included in this book. It's generally best to let these cold infusions brew for as long as possible, ideally 12 hours if possible. Now, I'm going to be a controversial herbalist here, but I actually think it is better to use hot water with things like marshmallow powder but for it to kind of be a bit like lukewarm if that makes sense like not like boiling boiling hot but also just I don't know if it's just cold water there just isn't enough energy to kind of open up those plant cells um I've really made like thousands of cough syrups with marshmallow infusion and that's just my experience um but yeah I know I'm (laughs) upset some herbalists saying that I'd be interested to hear what people think Okay, decoction. Decoction is basically where you add plant material to a pan with water and then simmer gently. This is good for at least 20 to 30 minutes ideally, but you would keep it going until the water had reduced to half. I know this option is probably not possible for the majority of prisoners. However, some people are able to cook or access kitchens as part of activities within the prison. So you might be able to do this. Once it is boiled, you can strain and drink. It will store for 24 hours or longer in a fridge ideally. And then you can drink a cup or two of day, a cup or two through the course of a day. 
it's really hard to not like ad lib with like, oh, this is really amazing for nettle. But yeah, I will go into that with all the different plant profiles. Right, herbal vinegar. So again, vinegar is not going to be available in many prisons, but it is listed on the canteen sheet. So some people in England and Wales will be able to access it. You will need a clean jar, save from something else like peanut butter. Make sure it is super clean. Like, and I mean like clean, clean, clean. Um, you don't want kind of like any kind of food in there to feed, to feed, uh, to feed microorganisms. Stuff the jar as much as possible with the plants you want to make a herbal vinegar from. In this book, good ones include dandelions, nettles and chickweed. Then pour over with vinegar. Make sure you pop any air bubbles, fill it right up to the top with vinegar and put the lid on. This needs to infuse for ideally two weeks. After this time, strain out, or if you have nothing to strain it with, pick out all the plant material. I know it's not possible to hide something in your room for that long, but do your best. Even in a few days, many of the minerals will have been extracted into the vinegar. Vinegar is an exceptional medium for extracting minerals. This then becomes a nutritious ingredient that you have which you can sprinkle on your food or add a capful to some hot or cold water to drink. This is a fantastic way to have access to nutrition when you might not be able to access plants regularly. Check on it regularly as it is easy for mould to develop. Make sure you throw it away and start it again if it does. Just a side note, vinegar is like really not great for people with a kind of small intestinal fungal overgrowth. Um, like when I was sick, everyone was obsessed with making me eat fermented food for my gut health. But actually I had a kind of yeast intolerance and so it was like the worst thing possible for my body. Um, I'm going to definitely do an episode about yeast intolerance at some point. Uh, probably next year at this point but um okay eye bath now be very careful with anything to do with your eyes you need to be super hygienic and careful that you don't introduce any unwanted material to them some of the herbs listed in this book will have a great effect on the eyes in terms of reducing inflammation and irritation you can brew these up as a tea see above and then make sure you leave it to cool the best thing I found inside to use is one of those tiny plastic cups that they give out the medication in. You can fill one of these with some cold tea and basically put your eye over it and rapidly flutter your eyelids to effectively wash them out. Some people might tip it up with their eye inside but I don't enjoy this as you can just get tea all over yourself and I find that eye has a natural reaction to clothes to protect itself. Adding herbs to baths. Not all prisons will have baths by any means, but we were lucky where I was to have two showers and one bath between 55 of us on the wing. To add herbs into your bath, it's best to brew them up in a tea or infusion as described above and then simply tip them in the bath. This is easier after you have strained the herbs out so you have less cleaning up to do. You definitely don't want to like make a mess or have like herbal material like left in your bath. Um yeah in prison because you will get a punch probably from someone okay however some people might like having herbs floating around in there you'll just need to wipe them all out afterwards you know you see all these like people on instagram with like rose petals in their baths and they look really gorgeous and i'm just like oh mate the cleaning afterwards just not into it foot baths so the challenge here is finding a container big enough for your feet Ideally, you'd want something the size of a washing up bowl. If you couldn't find anything that big, you might be able to just use a normal bowl and soak parts of your foot in it that need it. For example, if you had an infected toe. If you can get some kind of plastic container, then filling it with hot water, adding in plants and letting it cool enough for your comfort is an amazing way to support with skin and other issues on the feet. Even better is to make a strong infusion beforehand and add it into the container. 
poultices. At its absolute simplest, a poultice is plant material prepared and applied directly to the skin. There are different ways plants may need to be prepared depending on what the plant is being used and what is being treated. A simple spit poultice is where you chew and plant chew the plant material, such as plantain leaf, in your mouth, just biting it and adding some of your saliva in there, and then you place it over the affected area. The spit helps to activate some of the compounds in the plants. There is understanding that chewing up the plant also enables plant medicine to act internally or to trigger certain healing processes in the body. A more advanced method is to mix the herb with water for two minutes. This could be dried or fresh herb or a herbal powder, like see the spices and condiments section about this. I'm going to do an episode of like reading those sections out too. If it's possible to simmer the herb, that's amazing. But if not, just brewing for a couple of minutes will work fine too. You can then apply the wet, damp herb to the affected area. Depending on what you are treating, it can also be nice to mix the herbs with some kind of flour to make it more of a paste. Sometimes you might need to use a gauze in between the herbs and the direct skin. Please see the section on wound healing for more info about this. Compress. A compress is where you soak some material in a herb tea or infusion and then apply to the skin. This can be hot or cold depending on the condition. In terms of materials in prison, options include clean cloths, a towel if not too thick, or pieces of fabric like bandanas or ripped up t-shirts etc. You could even use a bit of pillowcase. Burning herbs. People have burnt herbs for thousands of years. This is often as part of spiritual rituals and to cleanse spaces, but it can also be for practical purposes such as trying to fumigate and prevent infectious diseases spreading within a space. You can tie up small bundles of dried herbs and burn them. Obviously, unusual plant smells and smoke is a big red flag to get raided and searched, so it might not be the best thing to do in a prison environment. However, I would add a small bundle of dried yarrow to my altar and argue it was part of my religious practice because I'd registered as pagan. Spiritual traditions all over the world have burned herbs as part of ceremonies, cleansing and other spiritual practices, so you might be able to argue this so it is not taken away. All you need to do is gently light the ends and carry it around your space before dipping it out. Don't go too mad as a lot of aromatic chemicals are very strong, especially in a confined space like a prison cell. Burning for a minute or two will be plenty. Steams. To do a simple herbal steam, simply add the herbs to a bowl with some hot water. Cover yourself in the bowl with a towel so that the steam warms up your face. You might want to keep adding in hot water to extend the steam. A face steam helps to clear out your sinuses. It's also a good way to make the most of a plant's antimicrobial properties. Alright, so this next section of the Prisoner's Herbal book is about drying and storing plants, and obviously this is in like a prison context. Drying herbs. So unfortunately in prison we don't have access to dehydrators or big screens to help dry herbs successfully. However, in my time inside I managed to successfully dry some things out in the following ways. Placing herbs on the prison radiators. Our radiators were basically completely built into the foot of the wall, creating a little ledge. This was absolutely perfect for me because it meant that I could easily spread plants out and the temperature was consistent. The plants were also out of direct sunlight. However, it's not ideal for prison searches because obviously things are on view. I found that the radiator extended underneath my bed, which I affectionately called the shelf as the mattress was so thin it was basically like sleeping on a metal shelf. This meant I could dry plants under my bed, which were less in view. Our cells are meant to be checked every day, but a lot of lazy prison officers will just do a brief look in and tap the windows, then walk out, meaning my drying roots were not found. 
unfortunately with bigger cell spins as we call them that's like when they like search and remove a lot of things I had a lot of things I had dried were confiscated you win some you lose some books another method I used was placing plants in books as if I was pressing them this would mean that their water content would slowly evaporate if you don't want to get the book dirty you can just use scrap paper between the plant and the book you'll need to make sure that there is some weight involved like stacking a pile of books on top of each other this method only really works for leaves, stems, flowers and not for roots. Spreading over paper. You can also just spread herbs out over paper and leave out, and leave out to dry naturally. Direct sunlight can often affect the quality of plants that are drying. Direct sunlight can often affect the quality of plants that are drying. However, sadly, most of us know that we aren't at risk of that in cells with tiny windows. If you can access some large paper like big A3 sheets from the art room, this is ideal. It's good to spread plants out so they are not touching and make sure it is only one layer. Paper bags. On the outside, a common way to dry herbs is to hang them up inside paper bags, ideally brown bags that block out the light. I don't know if you'd be able to access anything similar in prison, but you might be able to get things given to you in a bag in the pharmacy. Drying in bunches. You can also just tie plants together into bunches and hang them until they are dry. I didn't do this in prison because of the visible suspicion from officers, but if you had some screws that weren't a problem in this way, then it's probably an effective way to do it. Ideally, you would gather the herbs into a small bunch and tie the end with an elastic band, like a hairband. You would leave them up somewhere, not in direct sunlight if possible, until they are dry to, to the touch. If you are lucky to have a fan in your room, then directing it at the herbs will obviously speed things up too. I would not recommend drying anything in the microwave, as it will destroy a lot of the medicinal compounds needed. If you have access to an oven, then you can potentially oven dry roots on a low heat. I think it's probably highly unlikely that someone in prison is able to do this, but worth mentioning just in case you can. To maximise your drying success, make sure that you are harvesting plants on a dry day, if possible. If a plant isn't likely to be sprayed by chemicals or be near fumes, etc., I would maybe not wash them, simply because getting them wet will make them so much harder to dry especially if you've only got a small window of time to dry them out before, the, before a screw gets their eye on them. If you are drying roots, I would recommend cutting them into small thin bits that dry out more easily. You will know when something is dry because it will be quite crisp and it will break apart easily, um, especially if it's like a leaf or an above ground part. Roots will also feel dry, but you might not be able to break them up in the same way, but they will feel dry and firm to the touch. Storing dried herbs. If you manage to dry plants out, then storing them is the next challenge. I know prisoners are pretty good at this, so I'm not going to reveal all the secrets. In terms of containers, if it's possible to find them, glass jars are the best because they have good lids and they can keep the air out. So make sure you ask people on the wing for their spent peanut butter jars. I would also store my dried dandelion roots at the bottom of my cereal box, which, which wasn't often searched. Any container that can keep moisture out is what you want. Alright, so that's like the first two sections of the book. Um, in the next episode, I'm going to be introducing the, the kind of plant profiles, like how they're, how they're laid out, and also talking a little bit about medicinal actions. Um, yeah, and giving you some updates on some interesting projects. I'll have hopefully be back from Poland and can fill you in about that. Um, and then yeah, it's just like straight into a deep dive about the, the books in the Prisoner's Herbal, like Dandelion and Nettle and Mallow, and I'm really excited. Cool. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks for supporting the show.
Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Frontline Herbalism podcast. You can find the transcript, the links, all the resources from the show at solidarityapothecary.org forward slash podcast.